0: You know the more you get into it the more you know you start to realize like if something's making you burn out even if you love it that's not what your soul is calling you to do
1: so glad to be back um i have lost count i think this is like episode episode seven maybe of the aligned coach series interview series i don't know but either way we have sarah bonneville also. <laughs> Bonville in France. Oh
0: <laughs> thank you.
1: Yes, I'm so glad to have you here, Sarah. And I like we're cracking up right now, but we just had like this joke before we came on about the pronunciation of our last names. Um, so yes, Sarah, I'm super happy to have you here. We have been friends for, you know, probably like a year now. We've known each other. Yeah, so. in world. Yeah, so thank you.
0: Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun.
1: I know. Yay. Not yet. We haven't even got to the fun part yet.
0: <laughs> Excellent.
1: Yes, it's coming. It's coming. Okay. So, Sarah, I am so interested in this interview because you just like dabble in these things and you're so multifaceted. And, like, I'm so excited to just dive into your journey and what it is that you do. So, it was funny. I was actually like preparing for the interview and I was putting on our um, like the label, like, you know, your title or whatever. I'm like, hmm, how do I put this? Sarah, the multi-passionate entrepreneur and expert in all things. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, so tell us about you. Tell us on um, what you do, like your journey. Like just give us the backstory on
0: everything. Okay, so yes, I've always really been multi-passionate about everything. I have 101 hobbies. I used to do everything at school. I like a whole lot of things actually before i started my business i worked one on one with kids with autism like my degree is in psychology with a concentration in child development and disabilities mm-hmm. which yeah, has nothing absolutely nothing to do with my business um <laughs> isn't it funny how that happens yes what yeah, exactly
1: college for X amount of years
0: and then not do anything to do with i know five years and here we are um but it's funny because sometimes I like to just drop out certain like development facts and people are like what Uh yeah Um, that's what I paid for yeah exactly like I don't even I don't even know um yeah so I loved doing that I was very good at that um but it became too much it became something that um, I built like an unhealthy attachment to. Um, so I'd always go overboard and I would take everything as my responsibility. It was like if I miss a day and those kids miss a session and they have a bad day, then it's my fault and my responsibility. and their progress is my responsibility. And like the family's happiness is my responsibility. So I'd always go too far, mm, work too wow. much. Wow. And then burnout. Every single month I was burning out and stress in me shows up really physically. Mm-hmm. So I would get strep throat every month, even if um none of my kids had it or anybody around me had it. Um, and I discovered later that my stress turns up in ulcers. Um, so it appears as strep throat. So finally I was like, I cannot continue to do this. I make a thousand dollars a month and I'm burning out every month. It's just mm-hmm. Doesn't work. You're making yourself sick, like not just literally. You were physically, you had physically sick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's stress. Mm -hmm. Um, so at that time I had already kind of started like a a blog or like a resource, um, which I still have. We all start. (laughs) We all start start as bloggers, (laughs) yep. Uh, which is funny because I just recently started another blog, like it's kind of like it came full circle. But yeah, so I started like this blog, is resource thing. Um, and so that's how I found online, and then randomly a Facebook ad, because, you know, thank you Facebook ads for being very targeted, showed me this membership site where you could learn all these different skills. And I was like, oh, that'll be really helpful for my blog, because I wanted to be a paid blogger. Right, um, mm-hmm. right? yeah because mm-hmm. I just that's how I communicate is through writing. Yeah. So I joined this membership site uh, and that's when I found, heard this term virtual assistant. And I was like, that sounds like me because I'm shy, I'm introverted, I don't like being on the front end, I love being on the back end where nobody can see me, where I'm like just doing my thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I started an Instagram page thinking that all my clients would flock to me um, like yeah. most of us do. Yeah. Yeah. And after like a couple of months, I was like, I don't understand why I don't have any clients. I don't I understand. Was, Except so I actually did have I was writing I was ghostwriting a weekly blog for a real estate company in Queens New York um, which a I don't know anything about real estate B I'm Canadian and I live on the opposite side of the country as New York um, so side uh, note right yeah side note um, I had to do a lot of research' It's like I don't even know what Queens looks like um, yeah. Wow but you said so, though I mean that's huge yeah yeah. So, I mean, that was the one thing I actually found it, her in a Facebook group. Um, so that was like the one thing that came from social media. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I, it was March of 2018 and I had, um, I had sort of stumbled along, like found these Facebook groups, you know, for businesses. Um, and I was random, like I got random people, um, like Facebook friending me and sending me messages. And most of the time I ignored them except randomly this one woman messaged me and I was like, I'm going to answer her. I just had this feeling. Um, it turned out to be the coach that we shared. Um, oh, so cool. Yeah. It was right. Ra- Cause I was like, no, I'm not adding people on Facebook. I don't know. Like, what is this now? Right. I, you know, I have people add me all the time and I'm like, sure. Why not? Yep. Um, but yeah, so her and I chatted. It was long before she was doing, you know, webinars and challenges and all that. Um, yeah. we got on a one-on-one call and she just spoke so elegant elegant how's that, how do you say that word? Elegantly? Eloquently? Yeah, yeah, something eloquently. like that. Elegantly. Yeah. Um and it was like doing suddenly well. <laughs> doing my best here. <laughs> Words and stuff. Um say so, I mean, she's a much better speaker than I am, but she Just got me to a point where i was like i can so do this i could be successful and i ended up um buying her program which is the scariest thing that i've ever done which is funny because it's like the lowest i mean that was back i'm like i like to call myself her og client uh, because it was like one of the first ones like yeah Um, and so it was much less than it is now and it's like much less than i've paid for courses following up but still that one was the scariest one Cause it was the first, was the first. one first.
1: And it was like, Oh my gosh, this is real. Yeah. it's, it's like that- Now
0: I have to do this. It's like, mm-hmm. and I've always been like, if I'm going to spend money, which I was never great at spending money, then it needs to be worth it. I have to make it worth it. It doesn't matter if I'm paying $12 or I'm paying $3,000, it's going to be worth it. Yeah. Um, so I went all out in that course. Um, Funnily enough, I started, like I said, shy, introverted, really like I don't want to be seen. Um, and I won the confidence challenge that she hosted in it, um, which is kind of funny because that was not ever something that I like said about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, directly after the program, uh, she hired me. So she was technically my first virtual assisting client. Wow. Um, and from there, it just it was almost like you had to get that first one. And then it was like, they all just came flooding in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but now, yeah, my business has changed so much since then. I don't even recognize it from when wow. I did Path to Freedom.
1: So that was, okay, let me make sure, two years ago in 2000, probably over two years ago. Yeah, it was spring
0: 2018. Okay. So April.
1: Yep. Two and a half years ago, you had this like side gig of like ghostwriting. And if anyone mm-hmm. doesn't know what that is, that's basically where you just write for someone else's blog yep. and you don't get any credit for it, but you're getting paid for it, right? They pay mm-hmm. you to do it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you come into this program you're like, all right, I'm going to do this thing. And at this point, and I remember, didn't that program start as like a, um, just like start your own online business. It wasn't necessarily like no. Coaching,
0: right? Yeah, exactly. So when I joined it, it was start your like soul aligned business, and so that's right. all it was. Uh, we had tons of different people. There, there were coaches in it. There were copywriters. I was a virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. There was a fashion designer. Like there was tons of people. Now it's very centered on coaches, right? Because she so, niched down, right? Niche down. That's what you do yeah. as you grow and you scale,
1: you niche down. Mm, love it. Okay. So that's where you started. And then like you said, it was like from there, the door is just open. So mm-hmm. and like I like the way you said that because it's not just like, oh, the doors open, the clients come to you, but it's like the gates to your confidence open to mm-hmm. like your your potential. You're like, oh, I can do this. Oh, okay. Just from that one client that you get. Yeah, it's like that that first client makes all the difference. It's like yeah. it it's a whole new ball game with
0: that one. Yeah, at that point, it's like proof of the product, right? So before yeah. that, you're just like testing the waters, like I don't know if this is working or not. And then you get a client, you're like, okay, hey, that is what's working. Um, cool. It also helped that I she gave me a referral. She was consistently launching, so she was pulling in lots of clients, which then I networked with. So I've actually worked with um, quite a few of her um, ex clients or alumni. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I've been very lucky. I have gotten a lot of referrals. I don't, um, have to like market a ton. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. And I love
1: that. And there's nothing wrong with that, Sarah. Like I work with people that I was once in the same coaching program with. Right. And it's like, it's all a part of what do you bring out in each other? Right. Like what do Mm -hmm. you have? And there are people that like, I want to work with that they, we started at the same time, you know, and it's like, what do you bring out of them that, that they want? You know, what do you have that they want? What do they have that you want? How can you leverage your skills? How can you leverage like whatever it is that you're naturally, um, that you're
0: naturally good at or what, what skills just come natural to you. Right. Exactly. And I mean, I love, I actually love having a referral based business mm-hmm. and, you know, networking in this way. Cause I primarily work with coaches, so I also am, you know, I have my, like, what do they say, your feet in the, I can't remember the phrase, but I'm in, like, you know, I know a lot of different people, and I like that aspect better, because yeah. you go through no like, and trust fast, faster, mm-hmm. right? Like they always say, first they have to know you, then they have to like you, then they trust you, and that's when they buy. And so if somebody is giving you a referral and they already trust that person that's giving Mm -hmm. them the referral, you bypass the first two stages and you're already in. Absolutely. Like when I get on a discovery call now for my virtual assistant business, because I'm sure later we'll talk about the million and one things I'm doing. Um, (laughs) It's For, um, well, and specifically my launch stuff now, I'm not, um, doing regular month to month stuff anymore, but for the launch stuff, it's like I get on a discovery call and they've already made up their mind. Um, Mm -hmm. which makes it really easy because then they're like, well, what do you do? And it's like, well, here's what I do. This is how it helps. This is the package. And they're like, great. I just wanted to meet you face to face. Um, and so I think it's a, it's a really powerful thing. And we shouldn't like discredit, um, you know, actual connection and networking. Um, I mean, I'm a huge fan of automation, Mm -hmm. but I'm also a huge fan of genuine connections. Yeah.
1: Have you found that it's like easy to overcomplicate it? Because I mean, like making connections is really so simple. It's like at the essence of it, you just show up and you have conversations and you are yourself. But I think that a lot of us like to overcomplicate it. We want to do all the fancy stuff and do the funnels and do all this and, and be all in like the shiny object syndrome. So did you feel that, um, whenever you were starting out?
0: Oh, 100%. And it's funny because now like my job is to get all the fancy stuff for people. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think there's definitely, you know, like a time and place for it, but when you're first starting out, um, like I don't, (laughs) No worries. I don't ever suggest like, you know, the first time you launch your program, I don't really suggest doing, you know, a fancy challenge or having like the most complicated system, Mm -hmm. right? Because then you end up, like you said, overthinking it, you spend more time setting things up. Yep. um, And then suddenly you're at the end of your launch, you're like, I don't understand why I didn't sell anything. It's because you didn't sell. Yeah. Right. And like when you're just starting out, um, you know, I love the idea of building genuine connections and selling to a human, like human to human Mm -hmm. instead of through an automation, because then you're building those sales skills. So when finally you're ready to be like, okay, I'm going to do a challenge, I'm going to do a webinar. Mm -hmm. And then you get at the end of your webinar, you don't freak out when it's time to do your sales pitch because you're already so used to talking to people in this way.
1: Yep, you're 100% right. I remember um, whenever I was relationship coaching, and I was I ran ads, and I ran, you know, and I built sales pages, and all of those things are fine. And I'm actually going to start implementing those things back into my business coaching now. But the reason why, like looking back now, the reason why they were unsuccessful wasn't because the system doesn't work. I mean, it works. Obviously, people are making millions off of it, billions even. But it didn't work because I did not build up that organic. Um, I didn't have enough of those conversations. I didn't know how to write about what I did in those funnels and in in the challenges because I hadn't had enough of the real deal conversations about it. Right. Like mm-hmm. and, it, and a lot of it was based in um, fear. You know, I was afraid to put myself out there. I um, was afraid of rejection. You know, I wanted to over. I, I felt like if I could check the boxes and if I could follow the strategy, then that would, that would get me there. But it was, I missed the most crucial piece, you know, which was the, the genuine and and the connection and, and the just, Hey, like, I think I can help you. Like, let's talk about it. You know, um, mm-hmm. that was, that was a huge game changer. So I like, I like that you said that, that those things have a time and a place, but it's like the most crucial piece is, is, is you know, just like put yourself out there and and get those skills and just say like, Hey, this is what I do. Like, this is how, you know, this is how we can help each other. And, and your message will change too. So, so you mentioned that you don't do monthly stuff anymore, right? That like you've changed, you evolved. So how, how has it evolved for you?
0: Um, okay. So I want to preface this with, um, my human design. Um, hopefully like your people know what human design is. And if not, I highly suggest looking up. my human design is a manifesting generator, which is not at all a surprise. Um, Yes. And so you probably totally understand this. I actually um, like secretly always thought that I was ADHD. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very impulsive. I'm very um, like I'll set a to do list and not do any of them because I'll do a hundred and one other things that are not on my to do list. Um, I change my mind. Like I change my socks. Like it's, and uh, like, I love all the things. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you start an online business, there's a lot of messaging around pick one thing, which I think is like not bad advice, Mm -hmm. um, especially when you're starting out. But what I found is it put me in a shame based place. Um, And Lindsay, I know you've read a lot of uh, Brene Brown. Brene Brown is like one of my favorites of all time yeah, I shame thank you yeah thank you yes love mm-hmm. her i highly recommend her but it, it put me in a shame-based place because what she says is like the difference between shame and guilt is shame is i am versus guilt is i did so mm. i am a bad person versus i did a bad thing mm. right and so for me every time somebody was like pick one thing then I was like, there must be something wrong with me because I can't pick one thing. I like lots of things and I want to do lots of things. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, for being almost 30 years old, I have more hobbies than most teenagers do. Like, it's ridiculous. And like, I pay money <laughs> to do a lot of hobbies. Yeah. Um, and so like it always put, it was like, and then it was like putting me in a box, which as a manifesting generator, that is like not the way that you thrive, right? That's how you stifle yourself, and that's how you become like is unpassionate a word? Non-passionate, like, like if you're not connected to it, you it's like resistance, mm-hmm. it's like, oh exactly hardcore <laughs> resistance. And that's mm-hmm. what I was finding is I actually started resenting my VA stuff. Um, because I was just doing and like it's weird because. As a VA, I do a whole bunch of things with a whole bunch of different clients, but Mm -hmm. it was still too like narrow focused. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wasn't really, I wasn't allowing myself to like think that it was okay to want to do a lot of things or know a lot of things. Um, And you were inside of this box that said, Sarah is only a virtual
1: assistant yeah, and this is all that she can do.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so then, when I started being unhappy with that, then you know more shame came onto me, and it's like, what's wrong with me? I have everything that I wanted. This is exactly what I asked for, mm-hmm. but it actually wasn't. Is mm-hmm. um, I wanted freedom and I wanted a slower life, but I found that I was really stuck. And like, I wasn't able to take time off because everybody needed me for these daily tasks. And, you know, it wasn't slow. It was like hustle, hustle, hustle. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't at all like that mentality. And so when I finally started to realize, like, I like more things Mm -hmm. or, you know, I like different things, that's when launching came up. And it was like, I'm really good at this. And somebody um, that was also connected to the business coach that we shared, She was a launch strategist and she worked with like, you know, she was pretty big in the industry Mm -hmm. and she was like, nobody's doing this. Everybody's doing launch strategy. Nobody's doing launch integration, Mm -hmm. like in the role that you are. There's lots of virtual assistants who help their clients through launches, but nobody is like specifically doing launch integration. And I was like, that's, that's it. I'm going into that. Yeah. Um, so I went into that
1: so what does that mean can you just specify the difference for us
0: yeah so a launch strategist is somebody who helps you you know you talk about um like your messaging the way that you do things the uh, like things you can put in place like what's your Instagram strategy um conversion um like recommendations for I think you should do Facebook ads you know that kind right. of stuff okay. right whereas Launch integration really is like the tech in the backend system. So that's like putting together the funnels and the automations and making sure that your sales page, when it has that form, well, your form then connects to a list, which, you know, gives a tag, which is then connected to, you know, everything behind, right. And you know, it's really like, yeah that backend technical yeah. task management kind of
1: stuff. It's almost like, it's like if the strat- the launch strategist was like the high level of it. And then like when you get lower and like you zoom in, the integrator is like the little moving parts, you know, and you're going exactly. and fixing them.
0: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I really, I set up all the systems. Okay. Right? So a launch strategy, I could not tell you like, you know, if you use this headline, you're going to, your conversion rate's going to go up 5%. Like, no, I, I can't tell you those things, Mm -hmm. but can I look at the back end of your funnel and be like, I can see why your clients aren't getting the tag when they fill out the form. Okay. That's yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Cool. So you made that shift. You're like, all right, this feels good to me. This is what I want to do. I'm really good at this. Um, it's fun. It's challenging too. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. But what I was finding, yeah, so I love that. I love talking about launches. Um, Systems just like really excite me, which is funny because most people like look at systems and they're like, boring, (laughs) Um, but not me. But what I was finding is like where I was, the messaging that I was using, and really the people that aligned with me uh, were not necessarily the kind of people who were willing to pay somebody You know, Mm $2,500 for six weeks to do one launch, um, which is totally fine. Um, So that's when I switched a little bit. I mean, I am finding like, you know, those next level people. Mm -hmm. um, But honestly, I'm not really trying that hard because what I'm focusing on is what I realized is like maybe that's just too much for somebody. That's just not where these people are at in their journey. So then I started making a course. um, Mm -hmm. And that course, the waitlist, launched it closed on the 30th of November. I'm like, when what date is it? Um and the waitlist is going to be able to buy as of this weekend because I finally finished the sales page. PS that Ooh. takes forever. Yep. That <laughs> that was a task. I usually do like the back end of it. I don't do the design of it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was spectacular. Yeah, yeah. they're mine.
1: <laughs> I duplicate. Like I literally yeah.
0: like, they all kind of have the same flow because i just duplicate it and change it yeah yeah that's gonna be what i do moving forward this is this was my first ever sales page that i like because usually like i'll make them for clients sure but they'll have like the copy so i just like copy and paste it and Mm. add some pictures and we're good to go right but wow yeah it took a long time that's like my side note there um so so then that course is launching um and honestly like i Prefer, not prefer, but I like working with people who know those skills, mm-hmm. respect what I do. Because mm-hmm. when you know those skills, you know how long they take and how like vital they can be, depending on what your goals are. And then they decide that they want to hire out because that's not what they want to focus their time on. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited for that course. That is, yay! I'm completion soon. Um, so that was how I was able to allow myself to have that passion mm-hmm. and make it what I wanted um, and of course I have once again changed my mind but what I want to do that course is like I mean I'm still going to have that course it's um, like something that I've literally taken a full year on as yeah. Lindsay knows <laughs> I think we started talking about this course last year mm-hmm. um, but it's okay though its its it's like just a
1: beautiful like unfolding process and you didn't just wake up you know, the day that you're like, all right, I'm going to start my online business and I'm going to be a launch integrator. And I'm going to build out this course. Like none of it comes overnight, you know, like nothing comes overnight and it's always a process. It's like, I'm always tweaking stuff. I was literally changing out a sales page today. I don't want it to go to the wait list. I want it to go straight to the checkout. And like, um, you know, was, I'm just like always changing stuff because you grow, you evolve, what you want grows. And also what you said about, um, you had this business and yeah, you were working from home, but you felt like you were back on the hustle. Like that's another thing that happens whenever you start these online businesses, like you can find yourself like burning out, even though you like love what you do and you love your clients and like, it's your thing. But it's like, if you're just creating another job for yourself, then that, like, that's not what you set out for, you know, like you ultimately set out for, for that freedom.
0: Yeah. And I think that's where the difference lies between, um, like doing something that you're good at, that you're passionate about and something that is soul aligned. Mm -hmm. Um, because I've always liked what I've done. I mean, even when I was working with the kids with autism, I loved doing that. I was good at doing that. Was it what I should be doing for the rest of my life? No, I figured that out. Mm -hmm. Um, do I miss it? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do I love virtual assisting and doing those tasks? Absolutely. Do I love launches? Absolutely. But you know, the more you get into it, the more, you know, you start to realize, like, if something's making you burn out, even if you love it, mm-hmm. that's not what your soul is calling you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can change. Yes. And it should change. I mean, can mm-hmm. you imagine being the exact same person for your entire life? Wow. Like when you're 60 years old, and you look back at your 20 year old self, do you really want to be the same person? No, I do not. No, <laughs> It's natural. So it's funny that people like people get so stuck on this is my business. This is my niche. Like I have, it has to be perfect because this is my niche. And it's like, do you think that if you change as a person, your business is not going to change too? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's no, right.
0: It, yeah. it does <laughs> change and it should change. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's, I made
1: the comparison a few weeks ago. I was like, y'all, do you remember why Blockbuster went out of business? Because they did not change. Like, hello, Netflix, exactly. streaming, and like, you know, that thing was coming in into the world then, and block butter, block, block butter, <laughs> Blockbuster was like, nope, we're not going to do that, and that's eventually why they, like, filed bankruptcy, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, so tell us now. You are also, um, a connoisseur of the healthy and the well lifestyle and, um, you, yeah. Tell us about that journey and how that all plays together.
0: So it's funny because again, we talk about this full circle kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I, also have a background in physical literacy. So I was actually an adapted physical literacy specialist. So physical literacy is like the building blocks of movement, right? So we think about ABCs to words to sentences. It's the same thing with physical, right? We have the fundamental movement skills, then we have sport specific skills, then we have active for life, right? Like they kind of all build up, like you have to learn to walk before you can learn to run. And before you can learn to, you know, run on a field and kick a ball. Um, and so like that has always been a passion of mine. I've always been really active. I ran my first, um, I don't know if you have something similar or if you call it this, but my first 10 K so 10 kilometer race uh, when I was nine years old with my dad um, and always played sports. It was always like a passion of mine. Um, And then I absolutely loved doing physical literacy. Um, So I did a lot of um, what we call adapted programs, inclusive programs. So for programs uh, for kids with disabilities, um, for program um, in Canada, we have a lot of indigenous population. So we would go onto the reservations and provide physical literacy programs so that they would have access to sports. Oh, wow. um, and, you know, like all these, um, what we call inclusive programming. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I didn't really pursue it because originally when I was going to university, um, I was going to go to law school. Um, that lasted about two months into university before I was like, he, yeah, I'm not going to be a lawyer. Yeah. Um, and I told my mom, I was like, okay, I'm not going to law school anymore. She's like, excuse me. And I was like, I'm going to become a personal trainer instead. And she was not thrilled. She's like, that's, that's not like a good, no. Um, so I tabled that even though I have, um, like courses in, um, you know, fitness and personal training, see all the things. Um, but I like kept safely aside because I remember those words, like, that's not a viable thing. Like, no, you can't go. And like, like you can't make a living teaching yeah. people fitness and health. Um, and because wow. I was like, launch integration is so different. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like not something that I let in until probably this summer. Um maybe even earlier. I can I think it was the beginning of the summer. And I watched the show Down to Earth on Netflix. Um down out of 10 recommend that show. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if you've seen it. Yes, I have. Thanks yep. to your recommendations. Yes. Right? Yes, I talked a lot about it. Yep. Uh loved that show. Um, I mean, and Zach Efron. Like, let's be exactly. honest. Exactly. Although it's funny because, like, when I saw the show, like, yeah, I was excited for Zac Efron, but I was really excited for Darren O'Leane, mm-hmm. which is so funny. Because that's the other co-host, mm-hmm. the lesser-known co-host. So I, um, I do Beachbody, mm-hmm. and Darren O'Leane is actually the creator of Shakeology. Um, he is like the superfoods expert of the world. Like he's fantastic. He's so knowledgeable. Um, I like pour myself over his book. Like the pages are ripped and written on. It's ridiculous. Um, Huge fan of his. (laughs) I do like Zac Efron too though. But I watched that show and like everything that I had been thinking suddenly Mm -hmm. was validated. Like about a year and a month ago now, um, I went plant-based, and I got so much flack for that. Oh, my goodness, people are aggressive. What? Like you get enough protein. like oh, you yeah. might be iron deficient. like give it a break. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that show, it validated everything that I was thinking, all the sustainability stuff, the health and wellness stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when I was like, you know what? I just need to be honest with myself and be real with myself be like, I can make a living doing health and wellness, like, mm-hmm. like, screw those limiting beliefs from before. Yeah. I love my mom. But you know, yeah, that was, in all fairness, I didn't present it. Well, I'm not going to law school, because I'm going to be a personal trainer in a gym. Woo-hoo. I can see where my mistake was on that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I really, you know, classic me, I dove headfirst into everything. I bought all the books. I was like, you know, researching all the topics. I watched all the documentaries and I took notes. I was like that weirdo. I took like three days to watch the documentary, kiss the ground, um, because I was like taking notes and, Mm -hmm. you know, it was crazy. And finally, so I have a mentor that I work with once a week. Um, and she was like, you know, randomly we'd talk about something that I learned and one day it was like probably a month after I had started talking about it. And she's like, I just want to like stop us from this business talk. And she's like, when we talk about the launch integration stuff, you're excited. When you talk about sustainability and wellness, you were like next level, like, like energizer bunny kind of excited. Um, Mm. She's like, can we, you know, can we stop pretending that this isn't actually what you want to do? Um, and so
1: what a moment of truth.
0: Yeah. And I think I needed somebody else to call me on it Mm -hmm. to be like, you know, you need to stop kidding yourself. Like just because you have this business, you work with clients, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you're not allowed to change your mind. Mm -hmm. And I think I felt so much pressure because when I started a business, um, every time I seem to make a decision, I get a lot of flack from people that I know. Mm -hmm. Like I was quitting being employed so I could be self-employed um and people were like well if you're not happy why don't you go work for the public school system as an educational assistant or you know anything in the public school system or why don't you go work for the government that's a big thing I live in a um like a government town so everybody my age works for the government do that you'll make more money it's like if I wanted to work for the public school system I would have done that like Mm -hmm. Didn't you think I thought about that? But yeah, exactly, like that
1: was not on the list. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. Like I've worked with kids forever. That thought never crossed my mind. Um, and so it was almost like I had to work so much harder to prove to everybody mm-hmm. that I wasn't just like blowing my money and making a mistake. Everyone's like, well, it's hard to start a business. Like, so? And? Yeah, like, exactly. I like I never said it was going to be easy. Mm hmm. I think that
1: you're trying to do and you want to do it well, is going to be hard to an extent.
0: Exactly. Like just because, you know, I love it and I find it fun and it gives me joy. It doesn't mean it's not hard. Yep. Like, I mean, trying to sell to people, like, especially this year during a pandemic, like, you know, all of my clients made like double the amount of money, but Mm -hmm. so many people going in, like, as soon as we hit a pandemic, everybody was like, Oh, I can't sell anything because that's just not fair. And it's like, well, it's what's not fair. is you taking the choice away from people. If you choose not to sell, Mm -hmm. you take away somebody's choice to buy. Oh,
1: that is good, girl. Wait, say it again. Say it again.
0: If you choose not to sell, you take away somebody's choice to buy.
1: Boom. That was so good. Like. That was so good I Gotta like quote that somewhere yeah, you need to quote that for sure i'm gonna reference it in our i
0: don't know where i picked that up i must have read it somewhere heard somebody say it but it like it really opened things up to me and it's like people are allowed to say no mm-hmm. like if it doesn't align with them if it doesn't work for them if they're not interested in the price they're allowed to say no yep but if you choose not to sell, then you'll get no 100% of the time because you don't give somebody the option to say yes.
1: Girl, before we came onto this podcast or this podcast, <laughs> well, it will, be a, it will be a podcast soon. Before Excellent. we came onto this, I literally just posted about um, our, when was the last time that you actually asked someone for a sale? Like, when was the last time that you actually talked about what it was that you did? You know, like, we get so caught up in being afraid of being salesy or, um, you know, we're, we're caught up in our own shit, you know, excuse my language, that like we're caught up in our head. And I get it. Like I get, I go there sometimes too, but you can't be mad at your coach. You can't be mad at the industry. You can't be mad at the economy for you not making the money that you want. If you're not putting in the effort, you know? Exactly.
0: Yeah. And I, like, I, I laugh so hard when people are, like a lot of people are really aggressive about this, where they're like, they're getting mad at, you know, people who are making so much money in COVID when they're not. And it's like, I mean, people have to buy in order for people to make money. Yep. So like we can't get mad. I mean, there's, you know, we can argue about Amazon all we want, but yeah. realistically in order for that guy to become a, like a quadruple trillionaire or whatever he is, People had to buy his stuff. And he had to have done his job very well for people to keep buying his stuff. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. so, like, if you, like, I mean, sure, there's lots of people who lost their job during COVID. And they are welcome to say, no, I'm sorry, I can't right now because Mm -hmm. I lost my job. That's totally their call. But what if somebody is like, I really want to start a business. I don't know how to do it. I lost my Mm -hmm. job, but I'm willing to invest so that I can start a business and you find that gem and they say yes. Yep. Absolutely. Mm, and it, and it all
1: takes it all stems from like, you have to put in the effort, you have to put yourself out there and you have to start somewhere, you know, and just know that like really in the end, nobody cares about it as much as you do. Right. So like we overanalyze ourselves, we overanalyze what does our content say and, and when are we posting and all that stuff. Like really nobody gives a crap except for us,
0: you know, yeah, exactly.
1: um, so, okay. So Sarah, I want to circle back to the health and wellness thing. So I know that you have this course on launching and it's coming up. So have did you integrate the two businesses or are they like just two separate things? You've got a program for health and wellness. Like I'm just curious um, because for other, I'm a manifesting generator as well. And let me tell you, like it's why I, I have, I'm so proud of myself. Honestly, I, I've transitioned into business coaching, um, June, I think, and like May or June. So it's been, you know, close to six months now. However, and I'm very proud of myself for like sticking with that one title, but I cannot tell you how many times in, within that time span that I've been like, okay, well now I'm a sales coach and now I'm a leadership coach and now I teach soul and track, you know, and it's like all of these different words that always come to me, but like I, I have to just, because of the t- how I operate, I'm like, okay, if I can just stick with this thing for like a year and then I can teach these other core skills within that. Like, that's why I really focus on sales. That's why I really focused on like heart-centered sales and and like how to have those conversations and stuff. But it's like, it's still within business coaching. So, so I'm so proud of myself for like staying in that same umbrella, even if I change up um, the way that I coach it and, and like, not really changing my niche, but like it's like changing the the flow of it, I guess. Or I don't even know. I don't know how to explain that. But yes. So tell us how you have integrated the two, what that looks like for you. And yeah. And and if somebody wanted to, to work with you in health and fitness, like what do you have? What do you have to offer?
0: Yeah. Okay. okay. So um I wouldn't say that I've necessarily integrated them. Okay. Yet. Okay. Um the actually it's funny funnily enough, the like ideal client is pretty much the same. It's just the service um, that's going to be different. Granted, I've had my virtual assistant business, like I said, since you know the start of 2018. So I've put my time in. Um, but really, I've sort of brought about the, um, and actually it's um, like, I call myself a sustainability and wellness coach, because um, I wanted those two to be integrated and be really important. I didn't want to be like health and fitness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I you guess. know,
0: like the health coaches that post their workouts online. Yeah. Um power to them. Uh-huh. I don't ever want to post my workouts online. Right. right. Um so yeah the focus um is a little different while the mm-hmm. ideal client is the same. So I've started it a little bit slow. Um I started a blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, my coach has convinced me that I'm going to be, um, creating an ebook. Um, and my coaching services will be launching in January, starting mm-hmm. with one-on-one. Yeah. Um, I would like to create, you know, a course or a group coaching program in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I've always wanted to like, I love learning and I think that's really an important part of me is I'm very studious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've spent a lot of time uh, and especially with sustainability, that's a big word. So I didn't want to just like rush into sustainability coaching yeah, without having, you know, lots of facts and without um, being confident in what I have to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why, I, and you know, As an introvert, I actually prefer one on one to group. Mm -hmm. I find I get a little lost in groups, and as a coach, you really shouldn't get lost in your own group. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that is how we're getting into it. And something that I really stressed about for a long time is I was like, it's got to be all or none. And that's always been my thing. It's like, you know, I have to go all in or -hmm. I can't do it. Um, and, And actually, a different mentor of mine, our you know, the mentor that we both had, right. she reminded me, she's like, You already have a successful business. So you don't need to stop what you're doing to start your coaching business. She's like, You have guaranteed monthly income mm-hmm. in an online space. She's like, It's easy to do both at the same time. I mean, people, you know, start their business while they're doing their month nine to five. So this has got to be easier. She's like, There's no stress to like, you have to immediately stop all your VA stuff to do your coaching stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought that was really great advice because I was like, you're right. Like my VA business, my launch stuff, like it's successful. So I'm going to continue to do that while I grow the coaching business Mm -hmm. Um, and then eventually turn my company into an agency so that I'm not giving up my virtual assistant clients or my launch clients, um, but I'm bringing other virtual assistants on and almost like passing them out. Yep. I had another
1: P word for that, but I'm not going to say it. You had a what? Another P word for what you're doing (laughs) with your virtual assistant. You know what I was going to say?
0: I don't think so.
1: I'll hold it in.
0: Uh Uh-oh. You'll have to tell me later.
1: I'm going to be like pimping them out.
0: Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much actually. That's That's so inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, but it's true I mean that's that's pretty much what it is like what right. kind of, yeah. we'll have a virtual assistant you want I got what <laughs> exactly need. I got a whole list depending on your needs
1: open up your coat pocket. what you want
0: <laughs> I got it here's all their pictures <laughs> yes.
1: oh, oh okay. that's so good anything does right exactly so that is so cool Sarah I love that you're just like this is what I want to do. This is it. You know, you don't have to start from the bottom. You don't have to start from scratch. Like, and you need to make the rules. They're like, exactly. sometimes we get caught up in the rules and like, am I allowed to do this? Am I allowed to do that? And it's like, well, does it make you happy? Does it bring in revenue?
0: You know? exactly. It's like, we live in this world where like, everyone's like, you're happy at your job. You like your job. You're not complaining at your job. You must be doing something wrong. Yeah. And then we fall into this pattern where it's like, this is just how society is. I'm following all the rules of being an adult. I have to complain about all the things. Like, that's just part of being an adult. And it's like, that's not why you start a business.
1: Yeah.
0: If you started a business so you could follow all the rules and, you know, be like a slave to other people, then you, I mean, not that I would never say somebody is doing it wrong, but that yeah. just wouldn't work for me. That's not yeah. at all why I started my business. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's so easy to fall into, well, I found as a virtual assistant, Mm -hmm. it was so easy to fall into that employee mindset that even Mm -hmm. like I'm taking the next two weeks off, um, for Christmas break. And when Mm -hmm. I told my clients about it, I got nervous and I asked Mm -hmm. them and then I was like, don't ask them yeah, because like, it doesn't like, if they say no, then it's like, Too bad I'm the CEO, yeah. I respect that they're, you know, I would respect them and you know, yeah, but it's you make the rules, yeah. Like, you don't have to ask anyone and
1: say, Hey, can I have this time off? Like, you have to make the arrangements, you know, but it's not you like putting in the permission stuff to say, Hey, is this okay? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Well, we could talk all day. This has been, I so I do have the, like, this will be repurposed for the podcast. It's coming up in January and I would love to have you back on because I just know that like in six months from now, your journey is going to look different. And I would love to like explore
0: that then. So yeah, we're definitely going to have to have you back on. Yeah. Sounds great. Okay, I mean, okay. that's that's my thing is like, yeah, I don't know. It seems like every, every time I talk to somebody, I'm doing something different. <laughs> You keep them excited.
1: You keep them on the edge of their seat. Exactly. It's like, what's Sarah doing today? Yeah. What is Sarah up to now? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So Sarah, if someone wanted to contact you um, about your sustainability coaching or about the um, launch integration service or course, how could they contact you? What's the best way to do that?
0: Um, I am most active on Instagram and on Instagram, I'm currently talking about both. So my content is both focused on launch integration, businesses, systems, and sustainability and wellness. Um, So that's where you can get the best of both worlds. And that handle is SKE creative media. Um, But you can also find information. I can actually give you the URL for um, I'm going to open the waitlist back up to people in your community. Um, so they can uh, just for a couple of days, because this weekend is when the waitlist gets to purchase. Um, so for the next couple of days, I'll open the waitlist back up to your people um, so they can get the $200 discount on the course. Um, I'll have to get you that actual URL. I'm that not is sure that awesome. you can see it on the website. Thank you
1: so much. So if you're watching and, or listening, listen to the replay. Um, and you want to jump on the wait list to save the $200 off how to integrate all of the backend stuff of your launch. This is definitely the thing to do. That is so cool. Thank you so much for that. So no today is Wednesday. So we'll say until yep. Friday at midnight. Yep. Friday at midnight. Cool. Yay. Awesome. Okay. So thank you so much for jumping on Sarah, for joining us today. We'll put that URL in the comments. And yeah, y'all talk to Sarah if you want to integrate and if you want to step into a sustainable lifestyle and yeah, we'll see you all next time. Thank you, Sarah. Bye. Bye.